0: Tonight. Good morning, and welcome to Chapel. I'm Deb Brubaker. I am one of the professors in the music department, and it's my privilege to introduce to you this morning the Parables Worship Team. I'm sure many of you know about Parables—that it's a student group that functions throughout the year, touring to as many as 30 different churches, and uh, offering a worship service in song, in drama, in movement, in poetry. You're going to be seeing a lot of that this morning. This is a group that reforms every year, and in April there will be auditions for a new year, and that this is a paid position, and I would encourage any of you who have artistic talents to be thinking about that possibility uh, for the coming year. I'd like to open with uh, a word of prayer. Thanks be to you, God that we have risen this day to the rising of life itself. May we be open and aware of you because you are among us, you are around us, you are within us, and we ask your grace to create space to meet you in each other and in ourselves this day. Amen.
1: Good morning. We are Parables, and we're very happy to be worshiping with you this morning. The theme for our service is God is Here Among Us, and we will be sharing stories with you, both from our personal lives and from the Bible, that tell of God's presence with us, even in unexpected places. God emerging in music, in silence, in struggle, in loss, in celebration, and in worship. But before we go any further, we would like to introduce ourselves. My name is Vanessa Hirschberger.
0: Hi, my name is Emily Suara. Hello, I'm Dara Joy Jaworowicz. I'm Josh Tyson.
2: My name is Anna Showalter.
3: Hi, I'm Greg Yoder.
2: Good morning, my name is Nathan Schwarchenderber.
3: I'm Jesse landis Osacrum
4: O Sacrum
2: Convivium, our next piece, was written by the 16th century British composer, Thomas Tallis. The Latin text of this piece talks about the communion feast, where we become aware of God's presence among us as we remember Christ's
4: passion.
3: This summer, I had the wonderful opportunity to travel to Peru as part of our SST program. And while I was there, I both experienced some reminders of the struggles I've had with the church in the past, but also an affirmation and reminder of why I continue to be part of this tradition in this church. The first half, we got the chance to travel to the wonderful city of Cusco. And while I was there, we got to see one of the grand old cathedrals, uh, you know, founded, built way before the U.S. was even a country, and I was there seeing these just gorgeous statues and paintings and things like that. But on that particular day, I wasn't able to appreciate it. Um, I had just come from studying week after week of early Peruvian history, which talked about even as these churches were being built, the native population there was being systematically destroyed. And one painting in particular showed a painting of the Last Supper, and all the disciples in Jesus were white Europeans, and Judas was uh, a native uh, Incan uh, Andino. And this painting and the rest of the, just the beauty I saw around me just sort of made me physically sick that day, and just wondering of how to deal with the anger and the guilt that, that came with me, and wondering how this church And this outrage could have happened at the same time. At the same time, I also was lucky enough to travel to the city of Chimbote. And while I was there, I was reminded of the incredible blessing that a church can be. There was a man named Father Jack and a woman named Sister Peggy who really transformed their area of Chimbote, providing nearly every social service that the town needed. And just the good outpouring of generosity and love I saw there reminded me of how we are all called follow Jesus and do likewise and they were just such a uh, example of God's presence in the city of Chimbote that it served as an inspiration to me Psalm 139 verses 9 to 10 if I should rise on the wings of the morning and settle at the furthest reaches of the sea even there your hand shall guide me your right hand shall hold me fast Jonah is one of disobedience, obedience, and God's faithfulness to all people. Our dramatization of this story is a culmination of the efforts of numerous Goshen College students and, like Jesse's story, is an example of God's presence among us. Even when Jonah disobeyed the instructions he was given, God did not give up on him. Like Jonah, we are in awe of the promise of God's faithfulness to us, even in our times of doubt, disbelief, and disobedience
1: the word of the Lord came to Jonah son of Amittai
3: God looked out on all the world and realized it wasn't
5: right
1: but God decided God sure would not give it up without a fight hey, Jonah.
4: You must go to them in a fall off land. Go, 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 Jonah, to in and go. It's wickedness, and she'll know how come on. We need you, Jonah, don't go to Tarshish, or else you'll land off in an overgrown fish.
3: But you know the story. Jonah didn't listen and ran away from God. He went down to Jop, where he found a boat headed for the city of Tarshish. After paying the fee, he got on board and joined the rest of the crew.
1: Then the Lord sent a An innocent man. For you, O Lord, have done as you pleased.
3: After they threw Jonah overboard, the winds ceased and the raging sea grew calm. At this, all the sailors greatly feared God, and they offered sacrifices and made vows. But God didn't forget about Jonah. He sent a great fish to swallow him, and there, within the belly of the fish, Jonah was safe. For three days and three nights, Jonah prayed crying out to the Lord his God,
1: To Jonah, a second time.
0: Free Jonah, that's fish. If you refuse, fish.
3: This time Jonah was a little bit wiser and decided to go down to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very important but very dangerous city, so Jonah entered with a lot of fear. But he still proclaimed,
1: Forty days and
2: Nineveh will be overturned.
1: The Ninevites believed Jonah and God. They declared a fast, and everyone from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, threw off his royal robes, covered himself in sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh.
4: By the decree of the king and his nobles, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them cry mightily unto God. Yea, let every man turn from his evil way, from the violence which is in his evil.
3: When God saw how the city turned from their violent ways, God had mercy and did not bring upon the destruction that was threatened.
1: But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry with God.
5: Yesterday,
3: God said to Jonah,
1: Do you have any right to be angry? Jonah left the city and went to a place to the east. There he put some branches over his head, sat down in their shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city.
3: While he was there, God made a great vine grow over his head. It gave him shade and made him very cool and comfortable. So Jonah was happy he had the vine.
1: But before sunrise the next day, God sent a worm. And it chewed the vine so much that it dried up.
3: <laughs> the next morning, God sent a burning east wind. It made Jonah so hot and miserable, he wanted to die. So
5: he said, yesterday, I had a most amazing love.
1: Said to Jonah, "Do you have any right to be angry about what happened to the vine?"
5: Yes, I do. (laughs) In fact, I'm mad enough to die.
1: You've been concerned about this vine, but you didn't care for it. You didn't make it grow. It grew up in one night and died in the next.
0: Nineveh has over
1: 120,000 people in it. They don't know right or wrong. Shouldn't I be concerned with this great city?
3: And in the city below, where the people had come to know God's goodness and mercy, there was much rejoicing.
2: now take you back to the Garden of Eden, our desired refuge perfect in God's creation. Bobby McFerrin's The Garden takes us back to this safe haven and reminds us of God's continued presence with us, both within and beyond the garden gates.
1: Thanks so much for joining us for chapel this morning. Uh, We have one more song and after that you're dismissed. The song is pretty special to us because it's arranged by our very
0: own Jesse Landis Ixty.